0: Ooh. Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. What do I even need an ACL for anyways? So please remove mine, put it on ice, and send it to Bradley Chubb immediately. Perna. Maybe have the doctors check it for cowarditis first. Uh, I feel as if I have suffered from that my entire life, and I would not want that finding its way into Bradley Chubb's testicles The place all courage comes from. Broncos edge rusher Bradley Chubb tore his ACL. Is done for the season, which might be a blessing. The way the rest of 2019 is looking for the Broncos. I've got the latest on the Vontez Burfict suspension. The Steelers dominating the Bengals on Monday Night Football. And NFL officials somehow getting worse each passing minute. And late games from Sunday to dissect, like a doctor who will fix our beloved. That's good sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-order menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. The best part is they are affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400 U.S. American dollars of the United States. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your first total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, the shipping is free. That's Indochino.com with the promo code Blue Wire for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. An incredible deal for made to measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Unless of course you are shrunk like the kids in Honey, I shrunk the kids and they didn't shrink your clothing. Now a really important thing I missed from the early Sunday games was Bill Belichick singing his new hit single while sending this signal into the defense. This is how Robert Kraft gets his massages now. Nothing under the towel. Nothing under the towel. We all know that's a lie. Kraft hasn't changed. He still pays for his tug jobs, which is why Sean McDermott added his new hand signal to his repertoire. No, he still gets his tugs like this. No, he still gets his tugs and calls him massages like this. No, he still gets his tugs like this. I feel obligated to discuss the pass interference challenge rule. It fucking sucks. During the Steelers-Bengals game, this was flagged for offensive pass interference johnny holton caressing Drake kirkpatrick's back the only reason i started watching the nfl was because it was the one place i could see one man caress the small of another man's back without anyone crying a foul and now a foul is all that is cried The play did not matter in this game, okay? But I have to bring it up because it's bewildering to me that other humans, humans who are supposed to be experts in the game of football, look at that play and say, yep, pass interference, the ability to catch the ball impeded. How does Al Riveron, the NFL senior VP of officiating who oversees all reviews in New York City, get this wrong week after week after week after week? Does the VP stand for Vapid Perception? Yes, I reviewed those words with the Thethoris and got the call right. Now, Joe Mixon is an underrated blitz picker-upper. And with his history, Mike Hilton should not have been surprised that Mixon wasn't afraid to assault him in a public setting. Steelers running back Jalen Samuels rushed for a touchdown in the Wildcat and completed a couple passes on Monday Night football which felt like more than Andy Dalton completed. Uh, Not really Dalton's fault, since his line let him get sacked uh, at least a half a baker's dozen before the fourth quarter even started. Mason Rudolph played much better, partially because the Bengals' defense is like the cheapest tier of healthcare I pay for. Still costs a lot and covers absolutely fucking nothing. I did see Rudolph do the thing all the young QBs are doing now. Move it around to buy time and make a play. Something Joe Flacco laughs at after every Broncos loss. The Kyler Murrays of the world, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> quite the sight out there. Believe me, I know. And it's true. After his latest hit on Jack Doyle, Vontez Perfect will be suspended for the rest of the season. Uh, Benjamin Watson eloquently quote tweeted his thoughts saying, Better late than never. Vontez will lose $1.16 million this year because of the suspension. And from spot track, Burfecht has lost over 5.3 million due to fines and suspension since 2013, which means he's lost about 5.2 million more than I have earned since 2013. What's even more hilarious is the news came down after the Raiders flew to London. So Burfecht landed after an eight hour flight and had to turn back and fly 11 hours back to Oakland. You could have technically stayed in London, but that's a pretty expensive city to spend the week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers speared the LA Rams 55 40. Everyone for Tampa Bay scored in this game, including. Down the middle. He's got it. And to the end zone. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. I could be an announcer. Now the Bucks took an early 21-0 lead in this game and were able to hold off the Rams thanks to three interceptions from Jared Goff. One of them coming from my man Shaq Barrett who added a tipped ball interception to his eight sacks. Easily the defensive player of the month and has a lead for defensive player of the year right now. You're gonna throw some interceptions though when you toss the ball around 68 times in a game, which is what Goff did. And for reference, the NFL record is 70 attempts by Drew Bledsoe in 1994. Goff's arm is going to be limper than a wet noodle. A wet noodle on an impotent guy's penis who also has a limp. Just 11 runs by the Rams in this game for a grand total of 28 yards. Also impotent. Hard to say this is all on Goff when they ran the ball that poorly and still put up 40 points. Mike Evans has four touchdowns in the last two games, and Jameis Winston has thrown seven in that same span. The Rams also got the full Marcus Peters experience, which is a pick six in the middle of getting torched repeatedly for the rest of the game. He paid dearly for his pick six thanks to a headshot by lineman Donovan Smith. That wasn't flagged though because it would have been enforced on an extra point and nobody really gives a shit about that. The Seahawks beat the Cardinals 27-10. to Arizona had one of the least efficient offenses heading into this game. Kyler Murray was throwing first downs on just 24% of his passes this year. That's an interesting stat, as everyone who watches football knows if that number's not 42.8%, you shouldn't even be in the NFL. Kyler did, however, run for his first touchdown in this game, and although I feel like, He should have done that about five times by now. It's good to know that Cliff Kingsbury wants to play to his strengths. Being fast and not playing for the Dolphins. The Seahawks defense scored on a one-handed Jadavian Clowney pick six, proving that Shaquem Griffin's not the only one on that Seahawks defense that can play without two hands. Now Larry Fitzgerald passed Tony Gonzalez to become second all-time in receiving yards. Gonzalez did it in 17 years as a tight end. Fitzgerald and 16 as a Cardinal. Which is tougher? Probably Cardinal. The crazy thing though is Larry Fitzgerald really doesn't show any signs of slowing down or aging. He's like a more likable version of Brady that promotes a slightly lesser scam. Seahawks' Will Disley is the youngest tight end to score four touchdowns in the first four games of a season since Rob Gronkowski, which is a huge surprise for a guy that was so forgotten in the passing game at Washington that they let him wear number 98. The Seahawks are a quiet 3 1, and they're tied with the Rams in the NFC West. And the Rams and Seahawks play on Thursday night. Vikings lose to the Bears 16 6. Uh, The Bears wore some sweet throwback uniforms. Mitch Trubisky left the game early with a dislocated shoulder, and Kirk Cousins has been playing like his shoulder is dislocated for all of 2019. Cousins fumbled for like the 100th time this season. Uh, People give John Elway a lot of shit for overpaying for Case Keenum and then overpaying for Joe Flacco, but he could have just overpaid for one Kirk Cousins. (laughs) The Bears' defense dominated this game, sacking Cousins six times. Uh, the Vikings, though, have spent some money. Kirk Cousins, three years, $84 million. Stephon Diggs, five years, $81 million. Adam Thielen, four years, $64 million. And the Vikings are currently 31st in passing yards per game, 32nd in passing first downs per game, which makes Kirk Cousins the first quarterback in NFL history to get much worse with much better skill players all around him. He was the perfect Redskins QB, and I have no idea why he left. Now... Broncos edge rusher Bradley Chubb tore his ACL. He is done for the season. Chubb finishes the year with one sack and two glorious false start celebrations. Or as we learned to call them here in Denver, a false Chubb. A false Chubb. Now Bradley is so tough he didn't even realize he tore his ACL during the game making him officially more badass than Phillip Rivers, but still not tougher than John Elway, who played his entire NFL career without an ACL in one knee. Seriously, Chubb tore his ACL with 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter, went to the locker room, and then nearly won the game for the Broncos with a forced fumble that the refs somehow managed to turn into a roughing the passer penalty. And on Sunday night football, the Cowboys lose 10-12 to the Saints. I think we learned quite a bit from this game. One, the Cowboys aren't as good as they looked, but second, the Saints have a really, really good team. Losing Drew Brees is the worst thing that could have happened to the Saints, and they've won two games without him so far. Teddy Bridgewater gives them the bare minimum, so the team carries him, and when Brees returns from his fake injury, this team is my favorite in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl. If Breeze was really hurt, would he be shaking his hurt hand this violently? It's very impressive that the Saints are winning. It reminds me of the 2015 Broncos when they were able to win a handful of games with Brock Osweiler. Now, maybe Rob Gronkowski is inspiring me, but the key to the Saints' victories sans Breeze is for Alvin Kamara to get exactly 69 rushing yards. Somehow he's done that in the last two weeks. So it's... No surprise that he got Chris Collinsworth all hot and bothered on Sunday Night Football. He is. He has those big, thick legs. Yeah, sure, he has great, thick legs, Chris. But Alvin Kamara is the shittiest juggler I've ever seen. And I once tried to teach Jamie Lannister how to juggle. The Cowboys needed a prayer to win this game, and they didn't get it. But Dak, he started firing deep balls at the end, some Hail Marys, into a quadruply... Doopily-doopily covered Amari Cooper. The last time Amari Cooper was surrounded by that many whites was when Mark Davis and John Gruden invited him over to dinner at Guy Fieri's to tell him he had been traded. And it's no secret, Dak plays well when the running game works, and Ezekiel Elliott has only broken two tackles in four games, showing that there may be a little rust left after his holdout. All things considered, though, if rust is the only thing you bring back from Mexico, you should count yourself lucky. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. You got to subscribe or my body starts to disappear like the photos of the people in Back to the Future. That's not a joke. That's how YouTube gets you. That is how they force you to keep making videos. You will just vanish into nothing if people don't continue to subscribe. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football, that's good.